Amen. Am I the only one who gets like that when you got something you just want to share? You're just like this, man. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. You know, it's so exciting to be able to, to come out and share what God's been doing. And, and I tell you, these messages come straight from the Lord. But I want to tell you, God uses you guys all the time. You know, through the notes and things going on and the conversations we have in the week. Because just like, you know, Daddy, I tell you, man, I just love that brother. He's, he's all about some family. He's all about just, you know, just, you know, hugging on people. He, he's just an awesome dude. You know what? And when I think about that, I said, you know what? There's a big guy with a good handshake. Right. And some people be like, how are you doing? You know, he just, hey, man, how you doing? You know, sometimes I just feel like, you know, everybody needs a hug sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, everybody needs a cheerleader sometimes. Amen. And today I pray that I'm your cheerleader. I, that's why I got long pants on. OK, I just go because <laughs> y'all was like, that is not what I signed up for. But I want to encourage you. So I'm thinking, you know, today I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want to teach you a few things from God's word. And I want to love on you today. Amen. It's an exciting time that we're living in. And, uh, you know, today's message is called the game changer. And I was thinking about all the things that are going on uh, in the world. And I was thinking, anybody been watching the World Cup soccer stuff? I really don't know that much about it, but evidently I should because it's everywhere. I mean, that's a big deal. And, you know, I watch a little bit here and watch a little bit here. And I think some of the things that I see, I see these guys are so they're just so committed to that, man. I mean, they, they you know, they have put everything in. They are all in. I mean, right to the last of the whistle blows, everything else. And it's, it's just so amazing. But, you know, in any sports or anything we do, sometimes it's that game change in play. It shifts the whole momentum of what's going on. Let me tell you, the game changer that shifts the momentum in our life is Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything changed. When God came on the scene. And when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that's the game changer. Now, I don't want anybody to think I'm minimizing that. I just like to have a little hook to bring in, to bring us on around to what's going on and that God's got going for us, okay? So I want to talk a little bit about when that momentum shifts in our lives. You know, we were brought back and put on the winning team. I want to show you a little something right here. Let's take a look. Today's scripture, hope you can see that. I'll make sure you can see that. I'm going to put that right there. My wife does a beautiful job with that. Notice how I threw that in. Didn't how do you like that? But take a look at this here. 2 Corinthians 5.18. It says, and all of this is a gift from God. Let me hear you say it's a gift from God. Yeah. All right. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. We got a job to do, don't we? Wow. We got a job to do, don't we? Yeah. God's counting on us, right? He's, he's going to use us. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But I just want you to see, look at this, man. What changed in, in our life? I mean, our identity changed. Our destination changed. All that stuff changed, man. So today I want to unpack a few things just so we realize who we are in Christ, what we've been called to, what we've been given, and what we've been entrusted to, entrusted with. Amen. Isn't that a good deal? Anybody invest in anything? Investors? Anybody got a 401k? Any of those things like that? Stuff like that? You want to see what type of dividends it pays, don't you? Well, let me tell you. Sharing Jesus pays eternal dividends. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. I want to see souls win, win one for the kingdom. Don't y'all? Yeah. Absolutely. Y'all got to get with it now. Yeah, I, got, I need the home team here, right? So here we go. Well, let's take a look at this here. When we read back through this, I want to take a, a, take a good look at this. It says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. I said, man, when we look at that first line, it's a gift from God. It's an amazing gift from God. Your life is a gift. From God. Amen. I was thinking about that when I woke up today. That I could see. That I had a bed. That I got a family. I got a church family. 
You know? And sometimes we just got to bring it back down to those things right there to realize how blessed we are. Because I tell you what, you don't have to look too far to see people in worse shape than you, amen? Never minimizing what somebody's going through at all. But I'm going to tell you what, I will maximize on the rooftops of what God's doing, amen? That's what I want you all to hear about today. So let's take a look at that. And we go on with this thing and it said we were brought back. I said we were far off from God, but through Christ we've been brought back. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So you didn't have to clean up enough because you can't. You didn't have to be smart enough because you're not. Right? Speaking to me first. It's all about Jesus. Now that will take some pressure off some folks. See, a lot of times people come to church and go, oh man, man I don't know what to wear. Well, hey, we're going to wear what we're going to wear, right? So whoop, that's off the list. Oh man, I don't, I don't know all the books in the Bible and all that. Well, that's why we got a Bible. You can thumb through it. You know what I mean? It's okay. So what I'm saying is God will start right where you are. Isn't that a good thing? God will start right where you are. But he loves you too much to just leave you there. He wants to keep growing you in grace and molding you in, into the image of Christ. That's what God does for us. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling a little bit. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Oh, the last piece. Yes, it's good that we get to do all these things. But look at this last thing here. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. I want you all to hear that, right? So look at this. We know that it's God reconciling the people, but he chooses to use you and 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 me. He'll use us. Isn't that cool? Because you know what? You're going to be places that I'm not. And he's going to be places that I'm not. And she's going to be places that I'm not and all these things. But wherever we go, we're going to take Jesus with us. Amen? Isn't that good? That's a good thing. God's got the master plan, doesn't he? Well, let's keep on going. I'm going to read a little bit more. You guys are going to say, buddy, you read this 14 times. Oh, well, it's good stuff, right? I want you to hear this. Take a look here. It says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. Woo! And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us, the church. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be a, the, sin, the offering for sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Man, if you want to underline something in your Bible, go ahead and do that. If you want to write down a verse to memorize, go ahead and do that. Because I'm going to tell you, that right there will set you free when you get it in your heart and get it in your spirit and receive that by faith. Amen? Let's talk about that. This is the whole thing in a nutshell. God loves us so much, man. He just continues to show us his kindness. Matter of fact, I'll give you another verse to look up. You put this down for homework. Uh, Romans 2, 4. And it says, at the last part of the verse says, God's kindness intended to lead you to repentance. His kindness. When you see how good God is, it should draw us into that relationship, Right? We're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But look at all these things when I think about this. I'm going to go back a little bit here. Reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. I want to stop right there. He's made a provision. Some people read that and say, everybody's going to heaven. That's not what it's saying. Everybody that puts their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ is going to heaven. Okay. So a lot of times we're going to catch, oh, everything's lovey-dovey, this, that, and other thing. You know what? Everything is lovey-dovey when you call on the name of Jesus. And when you say, oh, you mean I have no more problems? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that we are secure in Christ and we know that we know that regardless of what happens, the hand that we're dealt here, God has got us. He is by our side like Thomas was saying. 
And not only that, he goes before us. There's nothing that you're going to wake up to that God goes, didn't see that coming. Right? There's a lot of things that we wake up to and go, man, I didn't even see that coming. Anybody had one of those mornings? Weeks? Months? Years? I mean, sometimes there's people that battle things for a long time. You know? But let me tell you, he's by your side. He's in your heart. Call on the name of Jesus. Amen? So, look, look at this section right here. When we get rolling, I want to roll on into this first thing we're going to talk about, these, these uh, three or four keys. I want to talk about faith. We're doing good? Say amen. amen. Faith. So how do we put this together? How does this game changer work? So how do we get started, the first thing? I said, you know what? We might say, I don't, I don't know what to do if we're witnessing to somebody because he's called us to reconcile others to Christ, right? To tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ. See, everybody thinks it's just, well, you know, that's just Buddha's job because he's a preacher. No. He says, make disciples. Go, therefore, into all the nations, right? Baptize them, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all these commands. And I'm with you to the end of the age. That's the great commission. That means, you know what? When God came into your life, he wants you to share with somebody else. That does not mean put somebody in the headlight until they say, okay, it's Jesus. But love them to the Lord. Amen. We're going to talk some more about that. So many times we go, man, I don't know what to say. Where did I get started? And I said this here when I was writing my notes. I said, the thing that sets everything in motion is faith. You with me? It sets it in. How did you get saved? I had faith. I believed in Jesus Christ. That's the whole deal. We have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his perfect sacrifice. I said, yes, it's by his grace that salvation is offered, but it's by your faith that it's claimed. Y'all catch that? It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it is a gift to God. If I buy you a gift and bring it on over to Mitchell and I say, Mitchell, it's from your Uncle Bud. And you say, that's really nice. And you put it under your bed. And it starts raining and you go out in the rain and everything else. And you come back in and you go, man, I'm soaking wet. And I said, hey, uh, you got that gift, didn't you, Mitch? Yeah, sure did. And you never opened it. Just think it might have been a raincoat. All right? You see what I'm saying? See, a lot of times we don't walk in the fullness of what we have because we never open it by faith. That's what I'm talking about. So open the gift of God, who is Jesus Christ, into your life by calling on his name. Amen? Let's keep on rolling a little bit. So do you have confidence in Christ? Let me ask, do you all have confidence in Christ? All right. That's, I thought that was going to be easy for you. So I pray today, you know, that we're, our faith is boosted in the Lord as we discover his great love for us. I said, because when you discover the depths of his love, it's a game changer. When you discover that his love is unconditional, he's not here today, gone tomorrow. He's not just when you get things good that he likes. When your hair is just perfect, man, God loves me. No, when you got hair like this in the morning, he'll still love you. Amen. If you've got no hair, he loves you. Okay. It's not about your looks. It's not about all those things. He already knew you were going to be a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Amen. So what I want to do today is through the power of God's word and the inspired uh, teaching of his word is to cultivate your heart, to run the race for God, to be energized for, for what's going on. The game changer is in you. His name is Jesus Christ. He loves you. Don't stop now. Run. You ever get the ball, you're doing something, you're playing, you know, and they hand it to you, you just don't go, oh, okay. Man, you run. You run for the goal. What's the goal? To share that reconciliation with other people. Amen? Other folks. Let's keep on rolling here. All right. How do we do this? Right? Walk daily with God. He said, okay, how do I do that? I said, every day, God gives us opportunities to hear his voice, to see his hand, and to feel his touch. Has anybody got time for a short, buddy, chapel story? 
It's kind of pray for me. I said short. All right. I love seeing and watching God move in just the regular things every day. See, a lot of times we want the fireworks and all these things. I'm telling you, God's working in the small things and all things all the time. So I'm at work, and many of y'all know my day job. Uh, we offload a lot of different trucks, and it's kind of dangerous. you got to watch what's going on. We're offloading this liquid oxygen truck. And I got a friend of mine that is a truck driver. He just happened to not be here for about a year. I hadn't helped nah, this year. Only seen him maybe once. And his name is Randy. Love me some Randy. And I tell you what, if he hears this, he's going to really laugh. Because I can do his voice perfect. He goes, hey, man, what's up, buddy? What's happening? <laughs> and the more he gets excited, the higher he goes. Hey, man, what's going on, man? What's going to happen? And about the first three times I met him, I'm like, oh, what did he say? He's such a God is full of life. This guy has been through some stuff. So you would never know, man, because he's just, whoa, man, what's happening? All right. So he's sending me a text and cast it. We got to catch up, you know? And he comes on the scene. And, uh, you know, this, this, this fella is uh, probably 45 or something like that. But as a young man, he went through a lot of different things. When he was growing up, his younger brother got shot. I mentioned this before. They couldn't find him. And where he lived, I think it was like New York or something. And uh, this is one of the stories you just listen to. You don't ask a lot of questions. And his brother, they would play on the rooftops and they couldn't find him. And somebody shot his brother and they found him days later. How does he still have joy? He said, because I forgave that guy. He said, it was killing me. I remember when we went to court and everything else. He said, but you know what? I just released him. Did he agree with it? No. He said, you know, I'm not. He said, I saw it. This is at a young age. But he got a praying mama walking with him too. At a young age, he just, he said, it was eating our family up. I couldn't. He said, you know what? I couldn't bring it back. But I can forgive the guy. I say this often. When we forgive somebody or forgive a situation, it doesn't mean we agree with the offense. We mean that we agree that we're not going to let it shackle us for the rest of our days. Amen? That's a good word right there. So then time goes on and he, he's, you know, he's got his own family and everything else. And he shows me this picture of a very well-made three-wheel motorcycle. Kind of, I'm like, man, that thing's pretty cool. He goes, that was my dad's. He said, I got it now. I got to go do a few things to it. I saw your dad ride. He said, well, my dad got killed a while back. I said, well, what happened? He said, a bike accident. I said, oh, man, that's too bad. But listen, what happened? He was on, the, on some of the side streets where they live, and these guys had four-wheelers, four-runners, no license, no nothing, buzzing in between the cars. His dad was stopped at a light. These guys cut off a car, and the car came over and killed his father. How's he, how's he still have joy? I choose to forgive them. That's not even where I'm going with that. I'm just telling you, that's the type of guy that, that, that my friend is. Has it been easy for him? Absolutely not. But I'm going to tell you what. He chose by faith. Lord, help me to forgive in these situations so that it will not hold me back or hold me down. Amen? Now you ready for the story? So we get there and we're talking about it. Man, what's going on with the church? What's going on? I said, man, I just got to guard my God time. I said, man, you know how important it is to read the word every day. Yes, yeah, and we're talking and everything, and it's, it's real loud. We're running this equipment. We're sitting on like this two by four, and we're talking and everything. You think God might show up there? He said, we're two or more gathered. He's already there, amen? So we're talking, and we're talking about different things, and we go on. And he said, man, I said, you know, the Lord's just really been impressive upon me. So how much I need to keep that Bible open and everything. Words of wisdom from my buddy Randy. Are you ready? He said, hey, man. He said, you know what? I was thinking. He said, the Bible sometimes reminds me of a refrigerator. I said, a refrigerator? He said, yeah, man, if you don't open it up, you'll starve to death. You've got to open that refrigerator and get that food out. 
I said, go ahead, Randy, that's good. He said, you know what else? He said, a lot of times somebody kicked the plug out and everything gets spoiled. He said, when we come unplugged from the Lord, listen to this. We start to get spoiled. I said, come on, boy, preach it. I said, can I use that? He said, yeah. So now, ready? So God's already moving. And I said, yeah, man. I said, I love reading the word and stuff and all that. We usually do a devotion when he's there. Me and him will look up something. He says, man, and he's got, we, we've got these outfits on and everything. We look like from outer space. And he goes, that's why I always bring one of these. Whew. And he's got one of the little Daily Bread magazines. It's got uh, some different things, which Tiny just ordered a whole bunch. I said, we got to get some of those. So it's, it's a, a devotion, okay? And he says, the guy at work always brings these. I love them. I keep them with me while I'm on the road. I said, well, let's see what today's devotion is. And he pulls it out. He goes, oh, this one's old. And while I'm sitting there, I hear the Lord speak to me. He said, March 16th. I said, Randy, now I don't know what book he's got. I don't know how, what year he's got. I don't know anything. I said, the Lord's telling me that we need to look at March 16th. He said, all right. He goes, whoa, hits me with the book. He said, you got this book. I said, I don't have this book. I'm just telling you, I just felt like the Lord was saying March 16th. You know what the title was? I even went and looked it up last night. Heart food. What's the chances of that? That's awesome, isn't it? That's just so good. So guess what? What do you think that did to our faith? We're like, whoa, whoa, read it, Rand, read it. And, and, and like I said, his voice is getting higher and higher and, and everything. He's rolling. But I went back through this in the last part of the devotion. I actually went on a website to pull that up, see if I could find it. It took me a while. But listen, this is what it says. It says, Lord, cultivate in me an appetite for your word. Thank you that the Bible is food for my soul. Come on. Isn't that just a coincidence? No. Nope. I said it's got Jesus' thumbprint on it. How about you? Let me tell you, all the time, God's speaking and whispering, speaking and whispering. Speaking. Did God throw a lightning bolt down there? Thank the Lord he didn't. It just blew up that whole lake. But he just kind of whispered in my heart. See, when I hear something from the Lord, and it may be different for you guys, I just hear like something, just, just a thought, and it gets louder, and it gets louder. But you know what? I could turn around and go, ah, no, that ain't it. I was like, wait a minute. Why am I thinking March 16th? Now, now I think those things come in, in quarterly things. I, I don't know what month they start in. Or whatever. So it's just God. How about we just go with that? Huh? It's just God. God is so good. Always wanting us to walk in, in, in him every day. Why did you bring that up? Because a lot of times it's in the daily things that we miss God. But it's in the daily things that he's moving so much. Right? Be aware. Man, be focused. Listen to the Lord. Amen? Let's keep on going here. I said if you know who God is, you start to see who you are. Let me explain that. I said, when our faith hooks up with the truth of God's word, we begin to realize who we really are in Christ. Amen. What are you saying? When I realize that God loves me, I start seeing some value in myself. Right? When we realize that our sins are forgiven, we start walking a little bit lighter. When we realize that his love is, is always there for us. Come on. You see what I'm saying? That's just hitting a few spots right there. It starts to cultivate in us. You know what? Maybe I do got some value. Because the world will never tell you you have any value for so long. Just until they get what they got from you. Amen? God is always trying to get it to you, in you, and through you. So why? So we can go ahead and share his word. Let's keep on rolling. Take a look at this. Why? Look at this. I want y'all to look at this now. Verse 20, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ 
when we plead to come back to God. Man. Ambassadors, representatives, spokesperson, agent, delegate for Jesus, right? Think about that. An agent. I don't mean a secret agent. Yeah, I'm a Christian. No. You know what? Speaking for the Lord. That's a great privilege, man. You're ambassador. Now, we talk about this from time to time. If I come over from another country and I'm an ambassador, I represent who? That country. You have the privilege and the calling to represent Christ everywhere you go. Isn't that pretty cool? But I want to tell you something, man. That's a pretty tall order. You're right. And so you know what he does? He sends Holy Spirit in us to help us, to guide us, to direct us. So you're still not alone. Isn't that amazing? We have the privilege. And I love this because it's all about, it didn't say to beat people down, to bring them in, man. To bring them in. I think that's the most amazing thing I see. I wrote this down. I said, religion will beat people with a message. But I said, Christianity meets people with a message. Did you catch that? Religion, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this, and if you don't do that, you're out. God says, you know what, I'm going to meet you with a message. I love you. My son paid the price for you. Will you call on his name? Will you receive that gift? Will you walk in that? That's a difference. See, that's grace. That's God. That's the moving of God's love drawing you in. So many times. Have you, have, have you ever felt like the kind of, oh man, oh gosh. You come, that's why people don't come to church many times. Because they let the, the devil lie to them that they got to be this and that and clean up their act before they get here. No, that's why we come here because we need Jesus that cleans up our act. Amen. He's the one that did, did, did everything. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And guess what? Who's holding on to our faith? Jesus. Amen. Just want you to hear that. Just want you to hear that for just a second. So what's the message? I'll tell you the message. God's love. Amen. God's love. God so loved the world. Nothing separates us. From his love. Y'all ready to talk about some love? Say amen. All right, let's keep on rolling. I love this slide. This is a good one. Here we go. Mike, sing that part. What's love got to do? Got to do? He's my go to guy. I apologize when we leave. I said, Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever, take one for the team, right? What's love got to do with it? I said, everything. It motivates the spirit of Christ in you to flow through you. I said, to love others, to love yourself, and to love the Lord. You can't do it on your own. See, a lot of times we'll say that. We go, oh, I just can't do it on my own. You know what? And, and people call me and I said, yeah, I know me either. Said, what do you mean? I said, that's why we need Jesus. That's why he did what he did. Anybody need Jesus in here? Just on Sundays. <laughs> okay, every day. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Every minute of the day. Every second of the day. Amen. I just want you to guys to hear that. All right. So what's the message? The message is love. All right. I said, so love is the game changer. Who is love? God. Now, God is so gracious. Let me show you what he showed me. Y'all ready for this? I was, sitting there, I was just sitting there meditating on love. Looking at love. Love. Man, God, you love us. Man, God, you love us so much. You, you sent Jesus. Check this out. This is what he showed me. You know, I love to break out the word. L-O-V-E. Lord, show me. Living out victory every day. Look out for that. There we go. I got that fly. Did y'all see that? Fast. All right. Living out of victory every day. Man. Living out of victory every day. There's some days that we don't feel like we're living out of victory, do we? You know what? Sometimes we just feel like we've just been overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated. 
Speaking to anybody in here? Come on now. I didn't tell you had your, house, your phone bug, did I? No, I'm teasing. Because we all feel like that from time to time. We all feel like that from time to time. Choose to love. Choose to be loved. And let me tell you, we will live out of victory every day. But you know what? We got to believe it. We got to receive it. Let's keep on going. I'll give you a word on that from God. How about that? Romans 8.37 says, no, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Is that a good word? Here's another one for, to, to put to memory and put in your heart. Man, do you see that overwhelming victory in your life? See, it's all right if I see it in my life, but if you don't see it in your life, it's going to be hard to walk that out. I want you to see it in your life. You say, well, buddy, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through, right? But God does, and he says, I love you anyway. God says, I'll keep on carrying you. I'll give you a fresh start. I'll give you a new, a new eye, a new heart for me. Amen. Let's keep on rolling with this. I said, man, you know what? I said, many people, I, I thought about this. People like attention. People like to belong. And unfortunately, sometimes in children and other people too, but, but I mean, as we grow up, it's sometimes saying, sometimes people will just out, act out to get attention. Any school teachers? Is that true? Sometimes kids will just act out to get attention. Whether it's good or bad, it's attention. Why is that? Maybe it's because they just don't feel the love. Maybe, and, and here's the problem is, a lot of those, those children are loved by their parents, grandparents, everybody else. And, and, and they refuse to receive that. So I'm saying, let's receive that love of Christ. Receive the love from our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. I know that sounds crazy, but, but, you know, take a look at that. And you see it over and over and over. I said, but even with all those things, God still loves you. From the very beginning, he knew where you were going. He didn't wake up and say, man, you know what? You were really living for me until you were 31 years old, six months and two hours. And then you blew it. Total package. He sees the beginning from the end. He sees the all. And he bought it all for you and me. Now we need to walk in that and live out of the victory. Amen. Everybody doing good? I'm going to read it one more time. No, despite all things. How many things? All things. Get that right there. All things. Amen. Take a look at that. Overwhelming victory is ours. Who's us? Us. The church. The ones that put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we get it? Through Christ who loved us. Man. Anybody feeling the love today? I pray that you are because it's here for you. Let's keep on rolling. Well, what's it all about? Who's it all about? Christ. Let's keep on rolling with that. Got some good scriptures to tie it all in. Y'all ready for this? Colossians 127. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. We're coming. All right. Here we go. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Mm. See, God wants you to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you. You were included at the cross, but it's just like the gift. Did you pick it up? Did you open it? Did you receive it? See, all those things are for you and me and for the world if they would receive it by faith. See, a lot of times people say, yeah, I know about God. I didn't ask you, did you know about God? I'd ask you, do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Now, you want to really break it down if you talk to somebody and, and not to argue with them or anything. I had guys, well, yeah, I know. Oh, really? What do you believe? And they say, yeah, I know God. I said, well, what do you know? Well, he, he created everything. Yeah. What else? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? 
Do you know that he knows every hair on your head? Do you know that he sent his son to pay the price? Do you know that he loves you even when you blow it? Do you know that, that he's got unconditional love for you? They go, wow, sounds like you know him. I do. You know why? Because I spend time with him, right? I'm not going, oh, look at buddy. No, I'm telling you that it's a vital part of my life and I have to fight for that God time uh, to study the word and everything else. It's, a, it's, it's something that I have to make a priority in my life because things will come in. I like doing stuff with my family. I like doing other things. I like doing this, 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 and this. But let me tell you, I got to set Christ as a priority in my life. And even when I do, the enemy wants to try to knock me down. But you know what the good news is? God will pick you back up. Did you hear that? The good news is God will pick you back up. I cannot stress enough how important it is to stay in the Word of God. You say, well, buddy, I don't understand all these things. Well, all right, we'll come on Tuesday night and we'll try to figure it out, you know? What do you mean try to figure it out? I mean this. We're going to pray. And we're going to ask Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct us. And we're going to, as Grandmama says, precept upon precept, word upon word, line upon line. Anybody believe the word of God? Amen. So we can trust that, right? We don't just pick and choose. We look at it as a whole. And God will teach us and show us the, the steps to take. Amen. Well, let's keep on going here. I said, the question is, is the Lord committed to his, to his word? So go back here. And he says, for God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. That means me and you. All right. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Is God committed to his word? They're the same. They can't, can't be separated. So if he says it, is it going to happen? Has he set it in motion? How did he create everything? He spoke it into existence. All right. So, so let, me, let me hear it again. Does God, is he committed to his word? Yes. Amen. Now, let's take a look at this. Are you committed to his word? We've got to bring it home, right? Are we committed to his word? Let me tell you what I'm talking about this. I said, are you committed in trusting his word? Are you committed in living out his word, experiencing the blessing of his word? So you have the answer. See, many times we have the answer and never apply it. You understand that? We have the answer and never apply it. And we can still be living in the problem side of the situation. It's kind of like what I said with the gift, right? You can have that. You can have a check for a million dollars and, and still say, wow, I'll never cash that, you know? And, and, and live, live broke. We can know in our head that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We can know in our head that, you know what? He's, he's the, the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world, right? The Lamb of God. But until we connect our faith to that and believe that and bring that into our life and make it personal, it's just great information. Great information, not applied, doesn't do us much good, does it? Got to make it personal. I pray that you make it personal today. Because God made it personal. He came for you and, you and you and you and you and you and you and me. Amen? Let's keep on going. I said Christ is for you. And I want to make sure you guys hear that because so many times people think Christ is after them. You know? This drives me crazy. I'll go on a hospital visit and everything else. And somebody said, yeah, I guess God put this on me. I'm thinking, God did not put that on you. God is not. Let's look at this. One. God is not buddying up with the devil to make you sick. God is not buddying up with, with the things that he saved you from to bring you around. Can he work all things together for the good? Absolutely. Maybe going through some of these things, will you press in and, and, and call out on the name of the Lord? Yeah, but let me tell you, that's not what God's doing. He's not heaping 
cancer on folks. Okay, I want you to understand. It drives me crazy. They give God a bad rap. He's delivering people. He's saving people. He's loving people. He's securing people, right? And sometimes it's hard to see when you're in that spot. That's why we do the homework now. That's why we get it in our heart now. Amen. So when those waves come in, we go, well, wait a minute. I'm going to grab hold of what God said he'll do. Wait a minute. I know what God said he'll do for me. I know what God's done. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to stand on his, on his promises. But if you keep that refrigerator door closed, you'll starve, won't you? If you keep your Bible shut, your spirit will start to shrivel up a little bit every day. So I want to encourage you to feed on the word of God. Everybody doing good? Over and over and over, we keep seeing how God is going before us. I said, you know, love and faith work together so that we get to see the freshness and the fullness of Christ in our life. Over and over and over, I want you to know that God is the game changer in our life. Amen? Always. Let's keep on rolling. When we talked about everybody else, why don't we talk about you? Is that okay? Y'all didn't, y'all didn't respond real big on that. We only want to talk about good stuff. Man, I tell you what, I got a slow trigger finger today. Woo! Let's take a look at this. I said, what changed in you when you received Christ? I'm talking to everybody that says, Lord, I need you in my life. Come into my life. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. If that's you, this is what's happening in your life. Just a little broke down, abbreviated version because there's so much more. If that's not you, it can be you today. Amen. When you call upon the name of the Lord. So guess what? I'm talking to everybody. Even those folks in, what is it, Thailand listening to us now, Tim? That's for you too. God's nationwide. He's, he's big all over, everywhere. He created the universe. So, what changed in you when you received Christ? Let's look at just a few things. You were forgiven. Does it feel good to be forgiven? Amen? Just take the, the, the load off it. Your sins, past, present, and future, were nailed to the cross and you were forgiven. Praise the Lord. Amen? I want you to hear that. You know what? That, that's just amazing if we could get our minds and hearts around that. What else happened? You have a new nature. I said, you died to sin and came alive in Christ. See, before, why did you sin? Because you were a sinner. From one man's sin, Adam, sin entered in. But from God's righteousness and the obedience of Christ, we all have the opportunity to come out the other side. Amen? We have come out the other side by putting our faith and trust in the Lord. He says, if any man... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What happened? He did a restoration in our heart, reconciliation in our heart. Amen. Thank you. Let's keep on rolling. Well, what else happened? You're blameless. Did you know you're blameless? Man, no condemnation, without fault, without blemish. You became whole. You became whole in Christ. Let's keep on going. And not only that, you are secure in him. I said the game changer is this. Christ in you. Let me get this thing clicking. I said the game changer is this. Christ in you, for you, and through you. Aren't you glad that God doesn't do halfway stuff, right? He didn't go halfway to the cross. He didn't kind of raise halfway. Total package, totally finished. It's all about what he's done for you. Are you ready to receive that? Amen. Have you received that? Amen. I pray that you do. Let's keep on going. Look at this right here. I said, you are victorious in your union with Christ. What does that mean? It's all about him. You know what? A lot of songs where I can't make it on my own. You hear it all the time. I can't make it on my own. Well, then you turn to Jesus, right? He doesn't send you out alone. He doesn't send you out to go by yourself, right? He sends you out with his spirit in you. You are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. 
He said, man, you get excited about talking about Jesus. I do, right? You know, I never thought in a million years that I would get to do this. I didn't even want to do this. I told you I wanted a hot dog stand. That was it. Hot dog stand, play a little music. That was it. Didn't shoot real high. But then God showed up and started working in my life. And guess what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. Because when I take my last breath, I pray. This is my prayer. When it's all over, boom. I pray that I'm still pointing to Jesus. Some days, I don't do too great. Amen? But all days, God is in the forgiving business. All days, God will pick you back up. And sometimes I'm like, you ever felt like this? <laughs> all right, you ready? That's all you got. Face down in the dirt. Oh, God, thank the Lord I got up. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to say, Grace, get me up here. But you know what? I, I wanted to make an example of that. I'm talking face down in the dirt, man. The decisions that you, nobody else's fault but yours. You, you made a bad decision. All these things and the guilt and the shame and all this is on you, man. And the devil's doing this. Stomping on you. But all you got to do is say one word. Jesus. Jesus. Ever since my kids were little. Ever since they were little. I could teach them a lot of stuff. I said, son, listen to me. I said, I don't know what you're going to face in your life, but I tell you, God never fails. I said, I don't care where you at. If I can't get to you, listen to me. Call out the name of Jesus. It's not funny. I've, I've heard my boys being sick. Dad, Mom, Jesus. That's okay. Because I want them to know the name that is above every name. If Dad can't be there, God will. Mama can't be there. God will. If I don't understand, God will. Teach them about Jesus. It's never too early. Amen. It's never too early. It's never too late. I mean, no sooner is better. Amen. Sooner is better. I praise God for opportunity for, for being able to share uh, things with the young folks. Because you know what? That's the future of the church. Guess what? Got a birthday coming. 50 years old coming up. And man... It's funny when I'm going, I go to the gym, right? I guess this is supposed to be a compliment. I'm just throwing this in because you don't think you're that old, right? I, so there's a guy lifting weights. He got muscles on his muscles and I got the little bars. I'm doing this. And, and uh, I said, hey, uh, stay close. I'm going to try to lift some more weight, right? <laughs> I don't want to get caught. He, and I, I'm lifting this weight. He said, man, you're doing all right. I hope I can lift half that when I'm your age. <laughs> I came home. I said, that guy just told me, I think that was a compliment. And then he said, honey, you're getting older. I said, I don't feel that old. I'm just going like this. I don't feel that old. And I know she's thinking, I see you get out of bed in the morning. You're that old. She said, honey, the boy's half your age, you're old. See, you know, when, when people, when you're little, when you're like 10 or 12 years old and the guy's 30 years old, he said, you know that man that lives down the street? <laughs> you know what I mean? It really hit me when I started buying groceries and I thought they were talking to my dad. I'm buying groceries and they go, yes, sir. I'm getting older. They were talking to me. Eric, that happened to you yet? Yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm going. You know, it, it, it's, it's something else. But that's okay. Because I want to speak back into their life and encourage them. It doesn't have to be a big disconnect. Because you know what is the connect? You know what the game changer is? Jesus. And the sooner they get to know Jesus, the better. This is not in here. I just want to encourage them just talking to young folks and, and, and moms and dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents. We, we've studied this before. And they said most people 
not all people, a large percentage of people that come to know Jesus Christ is between the age of four and 14. See, a lot of times we think, oh, they, they don't understand. Let me tell you, man, I think Thomas gave his life to the Lord at five years old. He understood it better than I did. He goes, I need Jesus. Jesse was six years old. I said, so you, you're going to ask the Lord into your heart? He goes, how big is he? And I learned something. I, he, most children think the thing's very literal. We don't even think we're talking like church, saved by the blood of the Lamb. People are like, what's that? What's that? What's that? You know, sometimes I just had to break it down. I said, Jess, we all missed the mark, man. We need Jesus. He said, oh, I know that. He knew that. But I was, I was messing him up. I said, well, son, do you think you need to receive Jesus Christ into your heart? He goes, how big is he? Is it going to hurt? Right? But see, we took time because my mother-in-law and father-in-law knew the value of speaking into the family. Amen? One Christmas, they got us these DVD things. And, and it had all these little, not stick man, but little, little uh, I don't know, animated figures. And they were talking and, and giving us the whole story. So every night, well, Jesse had a little bottle, right? We'd watch these things. So one night, it was getting late. And I said, well, I'll just read it to you. I grabbed one of my bottles. It's got a couple different translations. And I started reading. And Jesse pulled the bottle out of his mouth. He said, that's not right. I said, what? He said, that's not right. I was reading the same story in a different Bible translation. He said, no. Early Sunday morning, as the new day was done, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. I was like, Ma! I said, I'm, I'm grabbing her like this. Listen. Listen, and he went through the whole thing and put the milk bottle back in his mouth. I said, man, that's an investment, ain't it? That's investing in your family, investing in your kids. He knew that. See, we think they don't get it. They got it better than we think sometimes. Always take time. Share the love of Christ. Let's keep on rolling. I love this slide so much y'all are going to get it twice. Is that okay? Talking about love. What's love got to do with it? Everything. What's the message? It's love. I want y'all to remember this. Living out victory every day. And I want y'all to read this last one with me. Can y'all read it? Romans 8, 37. Let's read. One, two, three, read. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Amen. That's worth repeating, isn't it? If you're here today and you say, man, that, that makes good sense. What do I got to do? Where do I sign up? All you do is say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Well, that sounds so simple. Our part is, we just got to believe. What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, but. No, he doesn't say, yeah, but. He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? That's what I want you to hear today. If you're here today and you say, yeah, but, 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 but. No. Call on me. Bring this right on around today. He's the game changer. I'm going to read the scripture again. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Will you receive the gift today? Will you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You don't have to make it hard. He did the hard part. And for all those that already have, guess what? And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Maybe it's bringing a friend. Maybe it's telling somebody, hey man, we got stickers. Take them, put it on and they say, where is that? You say, oh, where's the place we talk about Jesus? Take a pen. Whatever. Anything you can use as a, a, a crowbar to open up the door to tell somebody about the grace of God and the reconciliation of Christ, man, do it. I told you this before. The older gentleman 
and led me to the Lord. He used to pray for me every day until the day he died. He said, I pray for you twice a day, every day. I said, you do? I appreciate it. He said, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. And he didn't mean it bad. He said, because I know that you're called to preach the word of God. And I want to gird you up every day. I want to gird you up in my prayer every day. And he said, son, if you don't do nothing else in your life, I pray that you leave one person to God. Just one person. Years gone by. Almost 16 years now. I'll never forget what he told me. I'll never forget the phone calls. I never, I, I, I just, I thought, wow, why does that old guy just keep calling me and telling me these things? Because he knew the deal. Because he knew, he knew that you know what, we got to stand together. And he knew the importance of sharing Jesus. You know, that's pretty amazing. You know what's amazing? He come by my house, talk to my mom, make sure she knew Jesus. Amen. Everywhere he go, he want to make sure everybody knew Jesus. Maybe that's where I get it from. I don't know. But I know one thing. It's the most important thing that we could ever do is share Jesus with somebody. But it starts with you. Do you know him? Do you know him today? Let us pray. Father God, I pray that each one that hears this message, whether they're sitting here today or later on through the week or whenever they find this message on the internet, but today I'm talking to the folks right here, right now, that are listening. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I'm not sure if I die tonight, I'd go to heaven. Look at me. I want to make sure that you know. God says, call on the name of Jesus. There's only one way to heaven. John 14, 6 says, Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Hey, let's settle it today. You never have to worry about it again. Give it to the Lord. If that's you today, I want you to look up here and I want to pray with you. Lord, come into my life. This is your prayer from your heart. Just repeat it right where you are. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, I'm trusting you as my Savior. In Jesus' name. That's how simple it is. But it costs God everything to get it to you. Receive it by faith. If you're here today, you say, man, I, I, buddy, I've done that. But, you know, sometimes it seems like I just keep blowing it. Well, guess what? Get back up and God will continue to fill you. And you're not here by accident. You're here to hear the word for today, for you today. It's not, oh, man, I'm kind of, well, I just happened to. No, God knew you were going to be here today. And he knew the message that was going to be preached. And he knew what you needed for today. And I pray, God, that you take this message and anoint it and touch the hearts for each one here, each one to hear this message. That the saving message of Jesus Christ is for them. And that they make it personal today. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to, to share your word, Lord. I just ask you to continue to hide us behind the cross so that you are seen, that you are magnified, that you are glorified. That people see your saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ today. And every day. Father, you are a game changer and so much more. But today we come and we bow before you, thanking you for your gift of eternal life through your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you. I can't say enough about my Jesus.